alleged white supremacists, alleged vandalism, an apathetic mayor, and an outraged group of protesters arrested, all at the farmer's market. The story broke sometime in 2017 after activist and founder of No Space for Hate, Abby Ang, wrote a letter to the Bloomington Farmer's Market Advisory Council outlining that the owners of Schooner Creek Farm had ties to white supremacy. The owners, Sarah Dye and Doug Mackey, were alleged to have met with Nolan Brewer, who was responsible for anti-Semitic vandalism of a synagogue in Carmel last year. Sarah Dye denies being a white supremacist. However, she calls herself an identitarian. She was accused of being a member of the white nationalist group the American Identity Movement, formerly Identity Europa. The Anti-Defamation League labeled the American Identity Movement as a white supremacist group, while the Southern Poverty Law Center calls it a hate group. Sarah Dye subscribes to a belief in Asatru, which is a neo-pagan religion with its roots in Norse mythology. A variant of this religion has been used by white supremacists and neo-Nazis. The American identity movement believes white American culture is being threatened by immigrants, minorities, and other disenfranchised people. The hate group claims to have created the phrase, quote, you will not replace us, end quote. This phrase was chanted by the alt-right white supremacists in Charlottesville, Virginia, where a white supremacist drove a car into a crowd of counter-protesters. One died, while 33 other people were injured. After accusations were made, the farmer's market was temporarily closed for two weeks by Bloomington Mayor John Hamilton. After its reopening, left-wing demonstrators were arrested for protesting in the farmer's market. Soon, the national media spotlight shined on Bloomington. Local news coverage continues as the mayor refuses to ban Schooners Creek Farm from the farmer's market. The mayor says he does not intend to police ideology. Vendors at the farmer's market, however, are hurt as they depend upon the farmer's market for their livelihood. Sydney Foreman talked to Susan Wellsand, a chili pepper vendor at the farmer's market. Susan Wellsand, better known throughout Bloomington as the Chili Woman, has been selling a wide variety of chili peppers at the Bloomington farmer's market for many years. She pridefully grows and sells chili peppers that preserve chili pepper biodiversity. Her farm runs completely on solar energy since a tornado struck her property in 2011, clearing out a vast amount of foliage. However, in this past outdoor market season, Susan encountered storm clouds blocking the sun from her farmer's market experience. Wellsand described the past market season as, quote, pretty horrible, end quote. Wellsand vended next to the Schooners Creek Farm in the 2019 outdoor farmer's market season. Have you seen something like this in previous years, or is this the most drastic kind of? I wasn't aware of any of this until May of 2018 when there was an incident at um, Schooner Creek Farm's booth. Mm -hmm. um, there was a, a fight and an arrest at that time. And, um, of course, everything that's happened this season, I've unfortunately had a front row seat. Mm -hmm. to witness. Are you comfortable sharing any of those stories or like specific things that you've seen happen? Oh boy, where to start? <laughs> um, perhaps the most disturbing thing has been the type of supporters they draw to the market. Mm -hmm. um, they're the three percenters, the armed white militia uh, have been there 
quite a bit. Um, one of their members was there at the holiday market on November 30th, um, being pretty belligerent and pretty aggressive. And at our last advisory council meeting, uh, which took place in early December, mm -hmm. that particular individual attended the meeting asking questions about becoming a vendor. And that had every red flag I had flying. The Schooners Creek Farm, run by owner Sarah Dye, was accused of having ties to the white supremacist group American Identity Movement, formally known as Identity Europa. Wellsand said this drastically changed the dynamic of the farmer's market. She said issues started seriously rising when Sarah Dye heckled the anti-fascist group Antifa, performing a black block during one Saturday market. Well, let's go back to the day of the black block, when the black mm -hmm. block first showed up. It's when a group of Antifa members arrive at a situation and they dress in black from head to toe with their faces masked or have a bandana tied around them. So when you see them, um, especially if you don't know the context of why they're there, it does present a kind of menacing, intimidating aura. Mm -hmm. And they didn't do anything um, but stand there. Um, I didn't know why they were there at first. I found out the reason for the black block, um, and I had been in touch with uh, Abby Yang, who was leading No Space for Hate, mm -hmm. and the minute they showed up, I texted her, and I was like, what's going on? <laughs> and she answered me, like, almost right away and said, it's not us. We're trying to find out, and then she got a hold of me a little bit later and said, it's Antifa. They're here because someone threatened online to attack the protesters, mm -hmm. and later that day, one of the No Space for Hate folks uh, emailed a photo of the man who had made the online threat. And when I saw the photo, I was like, oh my God, he was at market that day. And I didn't know who he was, but mm -hmm. he caught my eye and raised every antenna I had. And man, I was watching him. Uh, he had 88 tattoos. He had swastika tattoos. I overheard him talking about bringing Patrick Casey to Bloomington. And boy, I just had my, uh, he was there a long time talking to him. The Black Bloc had left by then, mm -hmm. but it, that put it more in context for me. And if I had known who he was at the time, I would have, have immediately got a police officer and say, please remove this gentleman. Well, Sand said people with known ties to the American identity movement, such as Peter Dietzel and Sean Williams, helped Schooner Creek Farm as stand assistants this past summer. Wellsand said some of the stand assistants signed their contracts with fake names. Some of their stand assistants have put false names on their contract, so I don't see how that could not be a, a contract violation. <laughs> and let's not forget Patrick Casey, the leader of the American Identity Movement, who was at the market for six hours with his videographer filming. And they then, Patrick Casey, used that the images they filmed to promote American identity movement and made sure to tag the Bloomington Farmers Market in all those mm -hmm. posts. And then Sarah Dye posted those on the Schooner Creek Farm page as well with the American identity movement logo on it. Wow. And I think that is using our market as a propaganda tool. In protest, many vendors located near Schooner Creek Farm booth and others took their produce elsewhere, opening a market on the east side of town. 
Well, Sand said this absence created a space for many Schooner Creek supporters to gather. Well, Sand thought it important to stay where she was, welcoming everyone to her booth, despite herself being called a racist for staying at the Morton Street Farmer's Market location. Our lives matter. Black lives matter. Vox Booker is known for being outspoken against racism. He came to prominence as a leader in the Black Lives Matter movement in 2017. He was allegedly removed from the group for using Black Lives Matter as a platform for his city council run, according to a Reddit post. The post also accused Booker of harassment. Nonetheless, he was an outspoken critic of the armed truck initiative in Bloomington. He also criticizes the mayor's handling of white supremacy in the farmer's market. Booker challenges the narrative that Bloomington is a city that lives up to its perceived liberal values. Vox Booker considers himself an outspoken critic of Schooner Creek Farms' involvement at the farmer's market. Booker ran for city council in 2018, and he appeared in the headlines for standing against the city's armored truck initiative. Since he moved to Bloomington about a decade ago, he worked to rehabilitate those who battle mental illness, and he managed an emergency homeless shelter. Booker says the ideology of white supremacy incites violence. He equates the two terms, violence and white supremacy, as being one in the same. Well, I think white supremacy is in its nature calling for at least the subjugation, if not total genocide, of everyone that doesn't fit into a total box of whiteness. So... They can't act on these goals or advocate for them without naturally inciting violence. If you were a minority, says Booker, you wouldn't feel safe to buy products at the farmer's market. He does not believe a diversity of ideas should include white supremacy. He said hate does not belong in the public sphere. No matter what they, they say in the moment, if you know these folks are advocating for violence against minorities, you couldn't go buy the product and, and feel safe to feed it to your children if you're a minority. Vox Booker criticizes the Hamilton administration's handling of white supremacy at the farmer's market. He said the city is soft on white supremacy and has known about the beliefs of Schooner Creek Farms since at least 2017. The, the city has known about this for years. They've had plenty of occasions that they could have acted. It was more about keeping a negative piece than having to, to confront things that might make them uncomfortable to, to promote justice. Booker said Mayor Hamilton's inaction ultimately emboldens white supremacists. In Booker's view, you're either on the side of white supremacists or you are on the side of justice. Booker brought up the time he protested at the mayor's State of the City address a year and a half ago. He said he shouted down on the municipality's top officials, but he was not arrested. I think it's not only weak, I would say it inherently strengthens white supremacy. Uh, when, when you show time and time again that you're unwilling to face this injustice, it, it strengthens an opponent. Specifically, we've seen the Hamilton mayoral administration move to, to continually infringe uh, the right of free speech of protesters. If you look back a year and a half ago, when uh, I protested at the, the mayor's State of the City address, I, I shouted down all, all city's top executives, uh, and I wasn't arrested. 
in a very public place. Today, someone who is holding a sign quietly at the marketplace will be arrested. That's an escalation of, of violence that they haven't been willing to own. Now, Booker sees the protesters of the Purple Shirt Brigade arrested at the farmer's market, and he said he empathizes with them. Many people consider Bloomington to be a progressive town, a blue bubble in a sea of red, but Booker said he challenges that narrative. In his mind, Bloomington does not live up to its socially liberal values. It's not representative of what we like to believe Bloomington is, but we're being confronted with this as the reality. And, and we see that this is going to continue to encourage other white supremacists. We, we have folks like uh, Professor Newsom, who has been a pain for decades but has become more vocal with his discrimination to, to where the point that, you know, IU has to take secondary steps to ensure that his students aren't being discriminated against. How much of this are we going to tolerate in society? Because it's becoming more and more normal to have neo-Nazis in places like uh, a public farmer's market. Booker remembers his family's history. Just a generation ago, Vox Booker's father lived among people who were enslaved. In reality, I, I have a father who was, who was born in the early 50s, and he literally walked with people who had been born as slaves. And I, and I have to remember that I'm only a generation that we moved from that experience, and that all the progress that we've made uh, can quickly be undone. Public awareness of white supremacists at the farmer's market perhaps begins with Abby Ang. She wrote a letter to the Farmer's Market Advisory Council. The letter says that the city has known about Schooner Creek Farms' white nationalist viewpoint for years. In Ang's letter, she wrote, quote, In order for the city of Bloomington's farmer's market to participate in federally sponsored programs, it is required they must be in compliance with all policies put forth by the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Civil Rights, end quote. That there was a lot of buzz because a BuzzFeed article was talking about the Nolan Brewery Synagogue um, or something, um, or synagogue um, vandal, vandalization, and then the homemade bomb that they'd had and he and his then wife had in their car. And because of the FBI transcripts and interviews where he named Sarah and Doug, a lot of people um, started to connect like names to businesses and were like, hey, those people aren't those people vending at the farmer's market? And then it was confirmed when a number of community members who were in Brown County and also who had known about this for a while confirmed that, yeah, like we've kind of known that they've had white supremacist leanings, been trying to get the word out about this. That was Abby Eng, the founder of No Space for Hate, recalling how she became aware of white supremacist accusations against Sarah Dye and Doug Mackey. Aang mentioned that however the accusations are made, Dai and Mackey deny supremacy, and yet call themselves identitarians, who aim to preserve European and white culture. Aang immediately took action by writing a letter to present to the city. That was when I wrote the letter and I got around 250 people to co-sign it, basically aimed at the Farmers Market Advisory Council and said, you know, with these people, this is the evidence that these people uh, who vend at the farmer's market are white supremacists, and this goes against what the contract, vendor contract says about being, creating a welcoming and inclusive environment. 
And I think around that same weekend when I posted the letter, I started flyering at the farmer's market. And basically with flyers that had information about the farm, information about some of the stuff that Sarah had said online on the Discord leaks, and handing that out to people saying, hey, don't purchase from this particular booth. Um, We want people to know where their money is going. Discord is a chat server that members of the American Identity Movement have been known to use. Identifiable information tied user Volkmom to Nashville, Indiana local Sarah Dye. She was welcomed into the chat in 2017, but then it came offline when real faces started showing up at the Bloomington Farmer's Market. Recall Susan Wellsand telling us about the black block held in response to threats made online? Aang told me these threats were to cannibalize protesters. The week following the Black Block, more Schooner Creek Farm supporters came to town. Three presenters, um, which is kind of a militia militia group, came in support of Sarah, to, and they said that they were Gary. Gary Weddle was the leader of the, I guess, local three presenters militia group, and they showed up to say that they were kind of protecting the civil rights. There were, I think, like about 12 or 13 or even more three presenters were there hanging out in front of the Schooner Creek Farm booth as well. The city became more concerned when posts were made by Brian James, a leader of the American Guard. He spoke online of forming a group to gather at the farmer's market. The American Guard is an Indianapolis-based, violent, white supremacist organization founded in 2016. Ng mentioned his posts were part of the cause for market shutdown in July. He had a track record of uh, violent acts, including like attempted murder. He tried to um, stomp someone's head in. And all of this is documented on the Southern Poverty Law Center. Just Google Brian James, but Brian, B-R-I-E-N. It's all of this information is available. And I don't know to what extent the city had also received wind of other possible groups coming, but the, that was the reason why the market got shut down for two weeks, supposedly. The market was closed for two weeks to open back up with more security cameras, police, and other professional public safety officers to address the public's concerns for safety. Aang does not want to see the market become a public platform for white supremacist activities. Jeremy Hogan lives in Bloomington and is the sole editor of local magazine, The Bloomingtonian. He said two weeks ago, his property was vandalized with fake blood. He said his wife woke up in the morning to find what appeared to be blood on the home's wooden porch. Hogan then called the police to file a report. In an article for the Bloomingtonian in which Hogan writes about himself in the third person, Hogan claims the police told him a blood-like substance was also found at the home of disgraced professor Eric Rasmussen, who was outed for making racist, homophobic, and misogynistic comments. For some unidentifiable reason, Jeremy Hogan said he called Sarah Dye of Schooner Creek Farms to warn her about any vandalism that might have happened at her property. Again, referring to himself in the third person, Jeremy Hogan writes in the Bloomingtonian, quote, Hogan reached out to Sarah Dye, suspecting the attack on his home might be related to his coverage in the Bloomingtonian, end quote. And Dye said, quote, 
She found nails in her driveway and had filed a police report, end quote. Sarah Dye phoned the Brown County Sheriff's Department on December 11, 2019. Deputy Paul Henderson said the Sheriff's Department was dispatched to her residence. Dye then claimed Bloomington Antifa dumped nails on her driveway, although it is yet to be confirmed who vandalized her property. Deputy Paul Henderson read from the police report. Basically, the officer said he was dispatched there for a report of nails being thrown out in the driveway. He spoke with Ms. Dye, and she had gotten a notification from her friend that Antifa members had vandalized a residence and a car in Monroe County sometime over the night prior to this incident. And she believes that the nails in her driveway are correlated to that incident. It says she had approximately uh, 300 nails dumped out in her driveway. Indiana does not have a law that addresses vandalism specifically, but as Henderson describes, there is a misdemeanor that indirectly addresses vandalism. However, the misdemeanor only applies to property that has been damaged. Indiana doesn't have a, a vandalism statute. We have what's called criminal mischief, uh, which is typically, you know, if you see someone talk about a vandalism case, that's what happened is they damaged property. Um, it doesn't appear there's any damage done on this particular incident. Henderson said criminal mischief is a B-level misdemeanor with a maximum punishment up to 180 days in jail and up to a $1,000 fine. It's filed as criminal mischief, and I think that's what we would put it under, um, you know, in case they receive a flat tire from a nail miss or something like that. Henderson said developing a lead is difficult in this case. An officer was sent to Dye's property and took note of the 300 nails. She lives in rural Brown County without any close-by neighbors. The investigation will remain open until they develop a lead. Henderson said undisclosed forms of surveillance and increased patrol in that area will help prevent future vandalism. Due to increased surveillance, the sheriff's department hopes to catch someone in the act if someone attempts to vandalize the property. Deputy Henderson said that Sarah Dye faced problems with B-Town Antifa in the past. On November 1st, 2018, it was reported that Sarah Dye's mailbox was vandalized with fake blood similar to the recent alleged vandalism of Jeremy Hogan. Henderson said that the 2018 incident was more of a clear-cut example of a crime because there was most definitely damage done to her mailbox. All in all, the white supremacists remain at the farmer's market. Mayor Hamilton released a statement on his website where he writes, quote, We know how important speaking out against hate is these days with events and statements in our country and around the world seeming to open the door for hateful ideologies, end quote. Despite the mayor urging citizens to call out racism when it happens in the community, he said the First Amendment means he cannot ban Schooner Creek Farms. Join us next week to hear about actions that were taken by the city to protect the market and the citizens' response. For WFHB, I'm Kate Young. And I'm Sydney Foreman.